Could be Bakachui. 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 I F N Z. Bakachui. Maybe those rings movie just came out and you're not let him If you feel it, do see. Let's take a moment and listen to the I F N Z podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 131 of the I F N Z podcast. I have a co-host. So excited to introduce this co-host. Um, he's got a lot of experience under his belt. Uh, one could say probably at least 130 episodes of a uh, show under his belt. Many, many hours. Um, and I'm very excited to bring back. Uh, yes, I said bring back my co-host and cousin, your guys' favorite, Justin Harris. Welcome to the show. Oh, Misa, thank you. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. It's good to be here. Good to be back. It's good to be back. It feels right. It feels In a normal. couple of weeks. Uh, good to be here. <laughs> yes. Um, well, what do you, what do you got? What have you been up to? A whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Cleaning out my closets. Um, Cleaning out. You said sorry to mama. I said sorry to mama. I didn't mean to hurt her, but you know, I got to clean out my closets. Yeah. Cleaning out the attics, cleaning out the closets. Might be moving. Yes. You know, might be, might be getting into a new place. Yeah. That's exciting. It is exciting. New, new places are exciting. New yeah. things, just new. First, first place that we've had since 2013 was when we moved in, moved in here. So. Wow. Yeah. So it's been a little bit. And before that, it was, uh, you had the, the apartment. We had the apartment for year and a half, two years. Yeah. Almost, I think, close to before we moved in, uh, in here. Yeah. Something, yeah, something to that effect. Something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's very exciting. I'm, yeah, I'm excited for you. Me too. I'm really excited to see what kind of promising areas we have to potentially shoot for for live area, a live podcast, yeah. and and just to kind of have a setup like a little own personal studio. Absolutely. And what we'll kind of have going on there. Um, You've got a drum set now. I do. Yeah, and Lisa's uh, Surge Pro. Yes, behind me currently. There's potential for some jamming. Jams might be out as well as clams. What do you? Uh... <laughs> What do you say to, uh, you know, skipping over the the ads for the rest of us and just going like straight into like trying to figure out the dying in slow motion songs? <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to need a double kick pedal. <laughs> we broke mine apart. <laughs> I to... have half of it. OK, well, if we can do get the other half back to the current half that is up there, then we could probably piece that together. I actually don't need it anymore. Do you want it back? Sure. I, don't I, care. I just bought a new pedal, like a, a, a regular pedal. Yeah. Single, a singular. So if we could do that, then I mean, I might have double. We could do the dying in slow motion. Otherwise, um, I'm cool with just doing other things. <laughs> Writing new music, playing old music. Yeah. Uh, Let's learn the whole uh, botch catalog. The botch catalog, like in 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 like true botch form. The botchalog, yeah, the botchalog, botchalog <laughs> diaries. The, the botch vault. We can uh, we can chronicle it. We can. We haven't really milked the botch manifold as much as oh we have. Oh my god, should that be the next special? Yes, but like it's it's a chronicling of us trying to remember how to that play could them. only that could we could we could milk it out to the point to where it could be like 12 episodes but we should probably just do it to where it only lasts like two like i'm thinking like one episode <laughs> per song Ooh, yeah yeah like 12 yeah 12 songs how many songs are on there i think it's only 10 it's but 10. i think plus I follow I think through got, i was gonna say we have a couple other ones that we can add in so. and then we've got uh from the shift Two demo 
Uh, we've got Shadows Cry yeah. didn't make it over, and The Wanting didn't make it over. Mm-hmm. But Shadows Cry would eventually become uh, Washmuller. Yeah. On Ask, on for, the Ask for the Rest of Us. What was yeah. it called? Uh, Silent Cries. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it still had Cry in yeah. it, but I don't remember yeah. what it was. Same concept, just not as... That was curious silly. about what we're talking about. We should maybe tag that in the description below. Hashtag Ask for the Rest of Us. Hashtag Botch Manifold. Yeah. Uh, we need to get those up on like Spotify and stuff. There's so a, there has been a thought is that, uh, that wouldn't be a bad idea Yeah, to just, uh, to upload it. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal at all. No, I think it'd be a good, mm-hmm. good, good move to do. I think a lot enough people on Spotify that would listen to it more there than they yeah. would on SoundCloud. Probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. It'd be a good home for it. Can, what about you been up to? We can work on that. Um, lots of things. I went to the movie theater. Uh, an actual movie theater in a movie theater. Did you get COVID while you were there? I didn't. Damn. The rumors are false. They're false. Uh, that you just get it from walking in. I'm I didn't wear sure my mask. That, I'm pretty sure I made that up. So <laughs> your rumor is false. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I made it up. Fox News picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Spread from there. <laughs> I went and saw. Um, it wasn't a good movie. I went and saw Unholy. Yeah, I wanted to watch Unholy. That's the uh, the what's his face is uh, thing, right? Uh, yeah. Dad from Supernatural. Uh, oh yeah, Jamie, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. I couldn't think of his name for a second. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, you would have. I've thought... been wanting to watch it. I saw that it's straight to video as well. So yeah, I wanted to pick it up to watch. Yeah, it it's probably worth more of that of that amount of rights. Yeah, I uh, I spent but a lot of money at the movie. The theater. point is that you went to a movie theater. I went to the movie theater. And I was tell like, me if I, the experience has changed. I want to go to the movie theater so many more times. No, there's not, not any good movies that are out quite yet. Like it's still kind of warming is, up. Did, now are there? I want to see that Tom Holland joint uh, with uh, Ray. With Ray. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Ray. Ray. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, I can't like, think of the name that of that. It's the good. one where he she can see his internal monologue or something like There's that. There's like stuff that's like floating. But it's like it's all his she doesn't have that. Oh, okay. And I think like she can see or something to that ilk. Like she's every, gotta shine a little bit. So she can see everybody's like internal monologue, what they're thinking, what they're uh, saying, and stuff. It's like what women want or what men want. Yeah. Like only sci fi and creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's something how the that. pitch was. It's like <laughs> You know what men want. You remember whenever you wanted to see that movie in the 90s with Mel Gibson? Gibson. (laughs) It's like that, but sci-fi and creepy. Tom Holland is in this movie with Ray. Yeah, it's exactly (laughs) what it is. Um, No, and I... So the biggest takeaway, though, and it's dumb. It's a dumb takeaway. Uh, to not even done or just, or the experience. The experience. <laughs> so I don't. I I wear a mask all the time. Don't mind it. I'm a yeah. I'm a masker. Um. So that part didn't bother me at all. Went in, got my my. Snacks. So you wear a mask when you're sitting at the chair as well. Yes, you're supposed to as long as you're not eating. It's kind of like when you're in a restaurant. Okay. Like If you're eating, you can obviously take your mask off. If you're not eating, put your mask on. Right. Um. For me personally, I graze the entire time that I'm in a movie. Absolutely. Like, I get a large popcorn and I eat yep. it for two hours straight. Um. So not a lot of time with a mask on for me, but yeah. you know what are you gonna do? Um, that would be me. I mean, <laughs> if I'm in my seat, I'm going to graze basically the entire yes. time I'm watching this movie. So I'm going to yeah. not have the mask on. I got chicky strips or I'll fucking just trough it like yeah. a horse and just throw it in the mask and then just <laughs> while I'm just sitting there. I got chicken strips and I got uh, Ooh, that might be hard to trough. And I got popcorn <laughs> and I, I, I nod on it for a while. The movie was Is AMC. Yeah. How, how are the chicken strips from there? I've never had them. They're pretty good, actually. Cool. Got some honey mustard. 
Nice. And it was nice. Honey mustard. Honey mustard. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a, a decent experience. I I thought it was good. This one of the soda machines was down. And I was like, come on, guys. Like, you don't have a lot to do anymore. Like, there's only so many people to take care of because it's a limited season. Can you not keep a soda machine up? Yeah, I think it said that um once uh well when when this we're recording this on the uh well the tenth. Uh tomorrow is the first day of bridge. Uh, phase four to phase five bridge. Oh, okay. Right on. Um, I didn't know that. Or, or today is one of the two. I think it's the 11th though, but whenever that hits, um, the bridge phase will allow it to be 60% capacity I for see. theaters and places, uh, more public gotcha. places and whatnot. So it'll increase uh, from where it's currently at. Gotcha. So we'll see a little bit more people uptick mm-hmm. in that. And then I think they said that the goal is June 10th or June 11th is yeah. phase five if we still trend downward. Absolutely. And that's all open, public mm-hmm. seating and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Theaters will see back to normal as regular. It'll yeah. be there. I think they said it'll be up to company per company that that way. Like for mask policy yeah. and for so if they still want to do it that way, we're like, hey, you have to wear a mask inside, and then as long as you're not eating, wear a mask as yeah. well. Kind of a thing that still might apply, but they'll be like, hey, just sit where you have your seats, and everybody will be able to sit yeah. wherever now. Um, I all it did is it made me a super ready for uh, Black Widow because yep. that's like the movie I want to see in theaters next, you know? And then um, it, they had a trailer for fast nine. And I think I, I haven't even made it past the third fast and furious movie mm-hmm. ever. Uh, but I really want to see this movie in theaters. I'm like, show me fast nine in theaters. I don't even care about this. I just wow. want action and big screen and sound and popcorn. Like, I just want to watch it. It was just because you're, your experience in yeah. the theater they hit me at the right spot yeah <laughs> yeah they hit good. me at the right time like i've seen that trailer like yeah. three times yeah and through like at the different phases of the mm-hmm. pandemic makes me laugh every time but uh and i'm like god this is a ridiculous movie yeah but then when i saw it in theaters i was like i want to see this <laughs> like, as soon as as soon as you have it in that experience you you just it's a different vibe uh so that was i'd good. heard that in 10 that they'd planned on actually going to space i've heard that as well yeah uh the unholy movie yeah is kind of made for tv a little bit mm-hmm. like it reminds me of like what you would see a like, lifetime original. Like lifetime that's what i called it. i was like this is like a lifetime movie and like they would have like jeffrey dean morgan would have been like a, a good get for a lifetime movie but 100%. not not impossible to get for a lifetime movie you know, like prior, he would have done it prior to saw and right at the iteration of saw one and i think two up until that point tobin bell did a ton of lifetime original movies yeah. And uh, some of them were actually pretty good. I don't know like if was, like I don't know if you would call him like a git kind of a thing, but yeah. he was actually because I watched a lot of that stuff back in the day with whenever I was living at home with my mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. If it was just on, I would watch some yeah. of it. And um, he's a pretty good actor in like just regular run of the mill movies okay. like that too. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But I'm 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 into the theater experience. I'm all about it. Um, I, I have uh, I want to tell you about something. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the the plot. Of Are we a, playing a game on a show that we're not supposed to play games on? Potentially. Ooh, uh, I like this. <laughs> I feel like we're breaking the rules. Yeah. I'm gonna give you the plot of a comic book I read. Okay. Um, but and I I'm, have to tell you the name. And I'm but no, and I'm not gonna. And I want to just hear your feedback. If you're like, I would read that. That sounds cool. John Benet Ramsey. Yes, that's what it is. 
<laughs> Listen to the Mother's Day live special uh, or watch it on, on Facebook and YouTube uh, to understand exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, I don't want to give any more context. I just remember now. I don't know why. That's just, it popped in my head as you were explaining it. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. I was going, yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So I read this book. Okay. Thought it was pretty good. So sure. he, here's the my plot synopsis. Ah, comic book. Okay. Ah, comic and I'm book. supposed to just say if I like it or not. What am I doing? I just want, I just want your feedback. Okay. Do you like do you like this idea? Sure. So um, this is a comic book you didn't write. It's a Batman. No, it's a Batman story. Okay. I'll give you that right away. Batman, rest in peace. It's Batman. Um, the long Halloween could be new, could be old. I'm trying to I'm trying to not sway you a certain way. Okay. Um, so Gotham a, by Gaslight. A crack in the sky of Gotham opens up to another dimension. Oh, I hate it already. That Batman is pushed, immediately. <laughs> and Batman is pushed into this crack in the sky. Flashpoint. Um, bat, and, bat point. Bat point. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of a name. Uh, don't think of a name. I just want you to listen to this. Okay, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, you are not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, he wakes up not remembering who he is or how to even speak. Okay. He's attacked by the locals of this land and finds Catwoman, who he doesn't remember but feels a connection to. She also can't talk and doesn't remember him. Actual Catwoman got pulled in at the same hole? Into is the that same crack in the sky. Believe? Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, Does she feel the same way? They Can you tell? Well, they, it's, like it's from it's his mutual? internal monologue. So, okay. But but they, they do build a bond together. Dude, I, I'm, I will say right now I'm interested because... The newer Batmans, as we as you remember, that we talked about from like the 2016s and on that yeah. I was reading for a while, I love and enjoyed his internal monologue speak yeah. so much because I mean it's by himself majority of the time, yeah. so that's like really what you got to go off of. Absolutely, but his internal monologue is so fucking well written. So a this lot is of times. this is very like he's kind of detective because he can't yeah. figure out what's going on, so he's he's doing a lot of that. So that's awesome. An event happens that knocks him out again. Yes, knocks him out <laughs> or kills him. We don't know. And then he comes back from this, like, comes back to it, uh, not remembering anything, like he has, like, an amnesia or something. Oh, shit. Uh, he begins to write things down so that he can move forward with figuring out what's going on, kind this of in, like, a memento. I was getting rid of it. I was like, yeah. is this Batman but memento? Yes. <laughs> or 51st Dates, if you want to go that route. Um, he and Catwoman figure out that there is a safe spot that moves throughout the land um palm springs when the event is happening that makes them forget so whatever is happening that makes them kind of die or knock out or whatever there's a spot that they figure out that it doesn't happen in okay um and they determine that only one person can pass through this spot and potentially could go home again get out of the dimension okay. that's the first issue okay are you interested um sure this is Batman, Fortnite, zero points. This okay. is the crossover between Batman and Fortnite. Wow. If you put it through the perspective that it's not Fortnite, yeah. it's a really cool concept. So the crack in the sky is him going into that universe yes. of Fortnite. And they're on the island, and he dies. Sure. He, can't, the, he can't speak because it's Fortnite. Yeah. And there's only 22 minutes in there, and there's sure. a storm is the event that I was referring right. to. Okay. Um, and the center of the whole of the storm is where the winner goes through. Okay. Um, and so if you're the one that survives, so is this like, he actually is fighting in this as well. Like yeah. A, like, like he's a, getting attacked by all the stupid Fortnite characters and That's stuff. Cool. Um, are and, there kids in there yelling? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my gad to tongue you. 
<laughs> but yeah, I I'm actually I've read the second issue at this point because the second one came out. And I was like, it's uh actually it's weird. They're going like uh day and date with this on the DC Universe app. Yeah. So it's coming out on on the sure. press like pages, and it's also coming out on there. They don't usually do that with anything. Not even their digital first go on there. But this yeah. is for some reason. Um, and so, and I thought maybe it's just issue one, but issue two came out the day. But that it's it came enough out. that you you're enjoying it. Yeah, I am. It's weird. It's cool. And I was like, I'm okay with this. Is, it, is the animation style look any kind of remnant or similar to like that of Fortnite? Maybe. Yeah, it's probably a little closer to Fortnite. Uh, but it, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a, a more realistic. I'm not. I don't think Batman looks stupid in it. That's like, good. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think Batman looks stupid in Fortnite either. That's honestly, true. I mean, yeah. like the skins and stuff like that for him on there, and and the other look characters look true fine. to the characters. Yeah, I just meant like because it has a, it has a look to it to where it's almost like it's almost comic booky it's to car- a certain yeah, sense. Exactly. It's very cartoony. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like I don't know if maybe it was more of like a it looks like a hand drawn version, I guess. Okay. Of like you can't like those are obviously computer drawn characters. Yeah. And this is a hand-drawn version of that. So I think that's really the only big difference. But the likenesses are pretty close. Did you watch the, or did you read the, the any of the, the, I don't know, we might have talked about it. The Batman from the animated series, the, the Adventure, Adventure Continues. Continues or whatever. Yes, I read it all. Is yeah. it good? Yeah, it's really good. Cool. Uh, season two starts up on, uh, I think, in June. Yeah. yeah, in June. Season two, which isn't going to be a digital first. It's going to, it's going to be. Uh, digital and print same day. Cool. Uh, but yeah, June is when the new the new season, I guess, of that starts. Yeah. And it looks like Dead Man is going to be in there. I can't remember who else is in there. Maybe Talon, I think. Does uh, its animation, like, does its drawing stay true to that kind of animation yes. style as well? Yeah, everything is is cool. really, like, as close to, like, I've always really enjoyed Bruce that Tim's. animation. It looks yeah. so good. Yeah. Absolutely. It still holds up so well, too. Yeah, absolutely. That and the Superman series, too. That's honestly probably the most any Superman anything that I've really consumed is, is that animated, animated series. series. It's so good, too, though. The uh, And the crossovers, whenever those happen, like whenever there's one where uh, Clark dresses up in Bruce's outfit as Batman. Oh, yeah. And uh, I can't remember who he's fighting, but he's like trying to hit him with stuff like that. And he just keeps walking toward him. He's just like, what is going on? Why can't I kill you or something like that? And he like, takes off the cowl and it's Superman, Superman. underneath. And you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> the uh, they also just announced that uh, in July they're doing I think it's called uh, Justice League Infinite, maybe. It's essentially like the continuation of Justice League the Unlimited yeah. series. Yeah. Cool. The Unlimited one. And, and so, but I think it's called Infinity, maybe. Infinity. That's what is that his aunt, the same animator? I think it's all in the same style. Yeah. I don't think it's all Bruce Timm. I feel Tim. like I was going to say, I was like, I don't remember. I think Bruce Timm's the. That's that guy that did Batman's. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, I think For he's sure the, the main artist of Batman. Yeah. Um, it just kind of mimicked it because I remember the Justice League looked fairly similar yeah. if not the same as those yeah that's why yeah, i didn't know if it some... was all the same guy or not no and and even like they did the gods and monsters uh event kind of there was like a, a mini series of like three issues and then they did some standalones uh doing like these alternate takes on batman wonder woman superman but right. they did it in bruce tim style uh okay. like a few years back and that was pretty good too so they've got some pretty good like people that seem like they were heavily influenced maybe by his style which who wouldn't be that's like right that's how I would if if somebody's like, do you want to draw like Jim Lee or do you want to draw like Bruce Tim? Like Bruce Tim, anytime. Like, yeah, 
I don't I don't need to be like it's really good fanciful. I want to I want those like thick bold lines and those very cartoony. That's what I meant. Like it, as cartoony as it is and stuff, it just stands out so much to the point to where it's like this. This is probably like that was one of the more truer adaptations, short of like I guess Spider Verse, yeah, of like comic book come to life, yeah, kind of a thing absolutely. to me. Like the way that it's drawn and everything and mm-hmm. animated is just so so different than anything else. Yeah. Or Samurai Jack. I think Samurai Jack is very similar in that vein, though, too, because it's very bolded outline. Mm-hmm. But I think that he, that Jenny Tenerovsky, or however you say yeah. his name, had a way with that to a certain extent, too. Because I know, like, Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Laboratory were very reminiscent of that yeah. kind of bolder outline. Mm-hmm. And, he, like, and stuff like that, Hard, too. Uh, like, sharp edges and stuff, yeah. too. Like, there were a lot of, like, Definitely pointy, sharp edges pointy edges on everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we both went to movies pop up. Yeah, we did. Remember that? Yeah. We didn't I, go at the same time. I didn't write it on my notes. I'm glad you mentioned it because I probably <laughs> wouldn't have talked about it at all. I got the uh, the the poster there for the Let's Make It Movies Tonight that's signed. Absolutely. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I hadn't had anything from any of the pop-ups or any of their events and stuff like that. So yeah. it was really cool to actually have something signed yeah. and whatnot. What did you think of the food? I guess the food was amazing. Yeah. I want to go back for just the food. You know, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're paying that much money for a, a ticket... For something that's kind of like that, what was like 30, 35 bucks, something like that. Like yeah. it was in the $30 range. So right. for one meal. And it was like, mm-hmm. well, it's the experience. And you kind of right. tell yourself it's the experience. And you kind of start to diminish your expectations of what the food will be. Right. And I had gotten the the gold belly like meal kit mm-hmm. uh, over the summer, last summer. Yes. And uh I I for the movies and I got the vegan tau cow tau kippers. Uh <laughs> cow tippers and um and i did okay but i was cooking them and it was you know the 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 meat the quote-unquote meat was good of yes. that yeah but it was like i made it it wasn't like in a flat did you do it on, i was gonna say shit. did you do it on a grill or nah, i just i mean i i put them in a frying pan gotcha uh kind of a thing uh so you know not the same experience sure uh so but when i got this and i got the the regular uh cow chipper the, mm-hmm. the the beef one um and I knew what was going to be on it because mm-hmm. of that. So I knew, like, oh, it's going to be the sauce and everything. I did not expect it to taste as good as it did. Yeah. It was so good. I got the onion rings with mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one, one onion, onion rings to rule them all. Ball. Yeah. Because yep. uh, I had, because uh, I was like, oh, tots, cool. Uh, yeah. But Mandy the other got, people with, got that as well, too. Yeah. The other people I was with had tots. So I was like, oh, I'll sneak a couple tots. Yeah. Uh, the tots were fucking great. I loved good. the seasoning on the tots. Yeah. I was like, it's it's salt and pepper, but there's something else to it. And it wasn't just like seasoned salt. There was yeah. something else on there that I couldn't figure out what right. it was. But it was really, really good. Surprisingly good for tater, just tater tots. Some, after. Some You're tots. thinking like, oh, they're just going to fry some tots up. They're like, they yeah. did some some zhuzhin to that shit that's yes. pretty good. And then yeah. I had the uh, the cock smoker sandwich. Yeah. I was telling you earlier, I was like, it's really, really good. I don't, I'm not typically a veggie kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So having something on a sandwich like the, the mustard rich, creamy, um, coleslaw that was on there, um, to me, I was just like, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for the experience. Um, I'm going to try everything that's on it because I want, yeah. I want to get the, what you're getting, you know, kind of a thing. So yes. I tried it and it blended well, so well with that spicy chicken sandwich. The, the spicy chicken sandwich was phenomenal. Um, I I would dare to say because I've not had every single places, but I think personally it could blow anybody else's out of the park. Like yeah, a, like a Popeyes or a Chick Fil A or something burger, like that. So I agree yeah, with that. Yeah. yeah, and I had to buy the burger. I'm not supposed to have the burger, but I had to buy the <laughs> burger. And the burger was really really well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I, if they, if they, even if they wanted to make it like a movies restaurant, it, it have didn't have all of the rich aesthetic that you had from yeah. this because they had so much memorabilia up. Yeah, it kind of traveled. You know, you like they, when we were on. there, I think they had um, 
I can't remember what was playing on the TVs back behind the counter, but they had some some movies like that clips of everything running when yeah. I was there. It was just like little bits and pieces of different mm-hmm. movies. And I think like ours that. was actually it was playing Chasing Amy, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, OK. Um, back behind the counter. And yeah. it wasn't just a clip because we, we walked around. We didn't eat inside. We ended up going back okay. to the car whenever we ate. Yeah. Um, just to kind of free up the space because the the one to one thirty time slot that they had open for mm-hmm. that crowd was actually quite a few people. And I was like, I'm not, not that I'm not comfortable or anything um being around these people but i was just rather yeah just kind of soak it in took some pictures took some video of everything um and then went to the car to kind of have the rest of it we got like i said i had the cock smoker sandwich of the tots mandy had the um the cow tipper and the one onion rings and then we shared uh some of the the cookies from that store one store in the mall or whatever yeah. it's called um, which ended up being called hot box cookies had it branded <laughs> sitting there on the, nice. on the sticker, which I didn't know that was the That's name funny. of it. Um, but those were fucking phenomenal, uh, yeah. chocolate chip cookies. Really, really well done. Cool. Um, do you get anything else apart from, uh, I got a, yeah. the vegan cookies, uh, yep. and they were really good. They were birthday cake. Uh, nice. once they were swell, um, had a beer while I was there. Yeah. Um, and then I got a pack of beer and did you get the, the, the seltzer and I got some seltzer. Did you try it yet? Yes, I have had it. You like it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't notice a big effect of CBD on me. Sure, um, it, there's not like a. But I don't know if CBD has necessarily this like relief. There's no like, euphoric ah, property or yeah, necessarily exactly. anything like that. That's so, mental. It's mostly just body. So it's just it's just kind of a thing. So yeah. uh, the flavor was good though. I yeah. like that. Uh, the beer was really good. Uh, I told Mandy you were getting well. that because I was like, I'm not really a huge seltzer water guy, but I said I bet Shad might get that. Yeah, and then you told me you were going to. So I was it like, I want to make sure I ask because. It had a stronger flavor to it. Like it That's wasn't, uh, it wasn't. Not a LaCroix-esque. It was more. I don't think it was entirely essence. I sure. think there might've been some Actual like sugar maybe it. or something in there as I gotcha. well. I don't know. I couldn't tell you because I didn't yeah. look at the ingredients. Um, and then I've had the chocolate covered pretzels before, so I didn't do those. Yeah. I saw them sitting there and I thought about They're adding good. it on, but I didn't get it. Yeah. They're good. Um, and then what else? I think that was it. Cool. I think that was it. But yeah, I sat inside. Get any uh, like shirts or anything like that when you were there? No. I really wanted the Cardinal shirt. That was such a cool, yeah, cool thing for it. And I wanted to get it. They said that they were completely sold out. Like yeah. it was labeled online. Um, the only size that they actually had available in store with them was a 5XL. And oh, I was okay. like, I can get that and I guess frame it. But I was just like, <laughs> I don't really want to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. One of the people I was with got, got a t shirt. So yeah. They had the Bulls one too that was really cool. I thought about getting that maybe, and then yeah. I just I kind of denied it. I got a couple of stickers. Yeah, I think Mandy's got a movies one. I got the the OG Smodcast one to throw on the PC oh, cool. back there, and then I got the poster. I was like, I, I want to get something. Stickers. I want to get something stickers. signed because I don't have anything signed from Kev or Jay. I thought it'd be cool to get something like that yeah. that wasn't just like Jay's movie because they had Jay's movie there. They had Jay's pop figure, the oh, yeah. figure. And so I was like, I, I might get that. And then I was like, do they have anything that's actually signed by both of them by chance? And then they said, we have a couple of these publishers left. And I was just like, I'm going to get it. Nice. I was like, it's, I think it was 40 bucks. And I was like, but still, I said, I'm not going to get a chance to probably get anything like this again, really. Yeah. So I want to make sure I get something. Yeah. It's worth the experience. Free for show sure. self. I loved it. Staff was really nice. I was. Yeah, I everybody was, was super nice. There. Especially in a world where like, I don't feel like the staff of, of restaurants are 100% uh, great right now. Like people are a little hit and miss on how warm they are and really before COVID. So it's not really a COVID thing. Yeah. Like staff is so hit and miss. That staff was wonderful. The food was wonderful. It was like, all right, like I'm down for this. Yeah. What I want to know is, are those... Because as you had previously mentioned, I think before we were recording, but that was in a restaurant called Good Buddy. 
good buddies, yeah. And uh, and I'm curious. I don't know how they operate. Do they? Is that the staff from Good Buddies? Yeah. Um, I don't know if the the greeter guy seemed like he knew his stuff. Like he, I think there were certain people that were because the staff that was behind that was cooking in the kitchen and stuff yeah. are the Good Buddies. Yeah, but it's like people. A, the people at the counter, the people those, at the counter and stuff like that. I think those are people that actually travel actually for the restaurant Kevin specifically. People. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And so, same thing with like the door greeter and stuff. I think those are people that he probably maybe had to meet and be like, hey, you're going to go and do this basically like a tour for yeah. me. But the actual like the cooking of the burger and stuff like that and the quality that, of that was the staff, you think? the staff. So that's what made me think. I was like, I really kind of want to try out their burgers because yeah. if this was that good and stuff, maybe they have. Maybe they've got good food, decent food and stuff. Or at like least they care about it as much as it they... at least made it in the forefront of my mind. I was yeah. like, because I had no idea that Good Buddies was yeah. even there. Never really. So before. I was just like, maybe I'll go check this out after the pop-up's done to kind of see how that is. Maybe yeah. report back on that. So if you guys, uh, if, if you get a movies mm-hmm. uh, from the Kevin Smith uh, Skewniverse uh, in your town or close to your town, we highly recommend you go. Absolutely. Um, it is it is worth the Where was the next place they're at money. now? Denver. Denver, yeah. Is where okay. they're going yeah. next? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I do it. Do it. I think do it seems like it's something that's going to be around for a while. I think they're going to continue this travel thing. Yeah, I think it's supposed to go on. This this one at least goes on for the entirety of the year. Yeah, you think I they've know. already got it booked all the way through? They do. Wow. Yeah, I, from what I looked at, it looks... I remember seeing dates that were in like September, October. Okay. I didn't think so they'd announced anything that far back. Yeah. That's why I know, I know that it, I was like, I would assume it'd probably go on at least through the clear to the end of the year. Yeah. If not, maybe parts of next and year. And then maybe two. they'll end up just having a standalone, like an actual. Because I, I, I feel like there's a no brainer for them to do something, at least in like LA, yeah. you know, the bigger cities and yeah, stuff like that. Might LA. Be able to get some stuff like that. I don't know if it would survive necessarily in like central Jersey no. to do something like, I mean, it is kind it of Kevin Smith sense. Mecca, but yeah. I don't know if unless it was something like adjacent to uh, the castle. Yeah, just mod castle. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like maybe it's something that's adjacent. Like it's like right there by it. If they're able to buy something that's there with the quick stop area, Mm -hmm. like next door or something like that. Then they'd be like, hey, if you're here at Smod Castle, we know you're going to be here for that. You might as well go eat a movie. You know what I mean? And then if you're in L.A., of course, he's going to have like fucking every event under the sea there yeah he had even mentioned he was like make open that up and basically have like a bar or something like that yeah. back that could be their new cantina that yeah. they do like fat band on he had mentioned uh potentially uh doing a uh some sort of retail space uh in in uh la again la um just to have like a, a spot not like a comic book store but just a retail space for uh kevin smith merch and stuff like that uh, speaking of food, we should probably talk about um, the 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 uh, the Sony HBO mergers and things that are happening. <laughs> okay. Um, so I briefly mentioned this to you before, um, but this will be news to you guys if you're kind of just now playing it along. We've got the Last of Us series that we've been talking about on the show coming to HBO, mm-hmm. I believe, this fall, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and Does it happen that quick? More, hmm? Wow. We have some more properties and stuff like that that are kind of coming down the pike that Sony's been talking with um, HBO specifically to kind of make some more original series than the one that's actually being pinned up next for In the Works is Bloodborne. Um, so those that aren't in the know, um, the Dark Souls series that's made by the company from Software that has been coming out. This is kind of the same Soulsborne company. Um, this game takes place in kind of like a 17th century London esque era it kind of all revolves around blood 
Um, so the blood has been tainted. It turns these people into tainted blood. <laughs> it turns into it turns them into these like werewolf creature type things. Um, and there are hunters that are out there to try and stop and cleanse the streets of all of these creatures. Um, and that's kind of really kind of where it centers. So that's bloodborne. Around. That's bloodborne in, okay. in a sense. So we have a script and stuff like that that's being written. Um, I'm super excited for it because I really love Bloodborne. I love that setting and that aesthetic. It's more live action or going to be live action. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's more like I guess you could kind of think of Jack the Ripper era type of things. Mm-hmm. You know, your Gotham by Gaslight, that kind of whole era right. type of thing, um, mixed with uh, very much a. I'm trying to think of uh, a Lovecraft, H.P. Lovecraft type style. It's kind of like a big merger between those two things. In that time time frame, that is kind of what this whole thing is kind of centered around. Because there are creatures that aren't like werewolves and stuff like that. Very much uh, um, like creatures that have like squid faces that can suck out your soul and shit like that that are in there too. All kinds of different monsters and horrible bosses to fight. Horrible bosses. Yeah. Great movie. Like uh, Jason Bateman. (laughs) Jason Bateman's there. Charlie. uh, Charlie Day's there. (laughs) Yeah. but as being as excited as I am for this and, and with that kind of coming back in the pike, it made me kind of want to ask you if there are other Sony original properties and stuff like that, that they're kind of in the works with because they've been kind of talking about this, you know, t- tossing right. around the idea of maybe even doing a Dark Souls series eventually down the road. Too, yeah. If this is something that they kind of open up the doors for, that's a Sony, Sony original project. Yeah. What's a property that you would like to see? So you got like, like a movie or like a something God of like War uh, is, a, is a Sony property, right? Yeah. Like that's. Yep. That's uh, right. Santa Monica. Like yeah. that's that's a seems like a no brainer. As much as I love the original trilogy, a God of War current with uh, yeah. in the more Nordic sense, I think would probably be more TV ready. It would be TV ready, and seeing as how cinematic that is already, but could in and of give itself. you the ability to go backwards through uh, through memories or through shorter. Because yeah. and, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't really played one, two, and three that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played one. I haven't played two and three at all. Spoilers: He kills everybody. But the <laughs> the uh, so that that kind of plays along. The plot's not very strong. Like uh, to it where is, you, it is, but it isn't. I mean, there there's a there's a lot of shit that's like twisty plot okay. stuff that's on there. I mean, leading up until the end of I think the first one, you don't know that Kratos is actually like a son of Zeus. I see. So he's technically like a demigod. Yeah. And they kind of give him the mantle because the very beginning of God of War, the original one, mm-hmm. is God, Kratos um, saying that the gods have abandoned me and he casts himself yes. off the cliff. Yes. And then the end of that game is um, him being picked up. He falls. He's almost plummeting to the ocean floor. You see him like going to the edges and then it kind of yeah. flashes back month, like That's weeks the open, later. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. And then the whole story ends that way. But it's like he gets picked up by a god by I the see. end of it and dropped off back up to the top of Mount Olympus. I see. And they're kind of like, hey, you killed Ares. You're the new god of war. Ah. So that's how it ends. And then two starts. He's the god of war. The other gods are like, uh, we don't like him. <laughs> He's kind of an asshole. <laughs> Zeus, you should do something about this. And he's just like, gotcha, homie. I'm going to kill my kid. Yeah. That's where that kind of picks up. I and then see. he's just like, the gods have abandoned me again. I was a god of war. My own dad basically killed me. All of my brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles have all churned on me and shit. Right. Um, I think humans should have free will. And they don't. So I'm going to fucking kill them all. And especially my dad. 
<laughs> and then his mom's like, no, don't do it. And then she's like, no, I'm going to do it. <laughs> that's that's where two and three goes is like the whole plot of him is just killing all of them because yeah. he's trying to give humanity a chance to think for themselves. Okay. Which is like a really cool, righteous thing. Cause you're, you're, yeah. you're definitely like siding with Kratos on this. Yeah. Cause you're like, I mean, yeah, they should totally have free will because gods are playing with everybody yeah. doing everything. That's why they're all so steeped in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, no, I mean, we, we're we not should, doing that. Anymore. We should be able to think for ourselves. So we're, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where it goes. And then okay. as he kills each God, especially in three, he kills each God and it kind of just, the entire world collapses. Yeah. Basically. Because you don't have gods kind of yeah. rule so, the I mean, world. Like you're like Apollo, he, you know, Apollo's dead. So now that Apollo's dead, the sun doesn't rise anymore. It's just yeah. fucking like endless dark cloudy skies. Um, you kill, you know, whoever else. It's just start things start falling into chaos. Mm-hmm. And it's basically he gives the people free will. But the thing of it is, is that the people that are in Greece and these areas that believe in Greek mythology, I guess, yeah. because now we know that I guess the world is separated kind of almost based on your culture. That's a pretty cool idea. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess you, he goes to where the Norse mythology is up North and then the world's totally fine there. But where he's at from originally, I guess is now completely Mm -hmm. in disarray. And it's kind of like, Hey, it's up to the world and the people to kind of pick up where this left off. Yeah. So I guess the kind of whole, the thing is like everything ends up being better to Mm -hmm. a certain extent, but humanity has to pick up and, really fend for themselves for a lot of different things because the entire world is left in complete chaos yeah. by the time he leaves. So maybe a, a, a show we know we've, uh, we, we see that the, the new God of war, the, I guess four, whatever you want to call yeah. it, uh, is, has a pretty thick storyline. <laughs> yeah. The 2018 God of war, uh, has a pretty thick storyline and is very cinematic in its own. Yeah. What about bridging the gap between three and tw- the 2018 one? Mm-hmm. With a story of him kind of dealing with what he's done I think and like getting about. out of Greece and that travel and that journey yeah. and kind of flashing back, but then also meeting his lady or if he's already met her, I don't know. Yeah. And then having the kid and kind deal- of realizing who she is eventually. Yeah. Because I mean, the whole concept of the new one is realizing who she is. He doesn't yeah. know that she's technically a giant. Yeah. You know, he doesn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. I guess she must have been a really short giant. Well, frost giants are weird because, like, so Loki's a frost giant in, like, yeah. in all aspects of but everything. Like all of these people that are, like, all Jotunites, like, like that are all, like, these giants and stuff like that. Like, I mean, like, it's weird because there are some that are depicted as massive, like, yeah. like titan-sized massive. Right, yeah. But then there are some, like, like Loki, Loki or, or you know, like, like who, whatever his mom's name is. I don't think we ever remember, know, yeah. but they don't think they ever say what yeah. her name is, actually. Maybe it would have gave things away if... maybe. If we knew what his mom's yeah. name was, uh, which makes but, sense the why Loki is actually Loki, because it's like, hey, it's like a giant making love with a uh, basically a demigod. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And it makes like a new giant that has even more powers yeah. than probably what a proper giant should have. And maybe she's <laughs> not even full blooded frost giant. Maybe she might not be. Yeah. Maybe she's maybe that's why she's not as tall. Maybe mm-hmm. she's or maybe they have the ability to shrink. I just want to know. I know I want to make love with that that sweet sweet Kratos and that <laughs> he can be my daddy. Uh, but what other I mean, I'm always a big fan of Jack and Daxter and think that that could make an adult cartoon easily. Yeah. Like easily. they could they could just like, like you transfer could, that you could, over. You could almost have like one season be the kids like original like meant for like Y7 to like 14 and like right. that kind of age and then you have like two and three series. Where it's like an adult cartoon. Yeah. Like you ease people into it. Yeah. Like, hey, season two or three is going to get pretty cool. <laughs> um, 
what else is there? I would uh, say the Ratchet and Clank, but they've already done like straight up DVD yeah, movies and stuff to, like that with yeah. it. So that's what I meant. Like that can't be anything there. That's right. God of War is pretty no brainer now that you mentioned that. Yeah. And I, that's what I was going to say. I like the flashback concept because you could talk like episodes at a time could almost be like him doing certain things with, um, uh, I can't think of his name now. Now that I'm thinking of Loki, what was his yeah. name? Atreus. Yeah. Atreus. Yeah. Okay, so now that you say, like, you know, uh, come on, boy, yeah. you know, whatever, <laughs> and then you get him to, like, do something, you are on the boat, and then yeah. he starts fighting, maybe, like, you see him get the Blades of Chaos, and then, like, he touches him or something, and then it flashes back to, like, yeah. God of War 2 and him, like, fighting with it, and then you get, like, 20 to 30 minutes of an episode at a time that's, like, chunks of him remembering stuff, yeah. and then it flashes back to him, like, in the snow, and then doing stuff with the kid, Yeah, and then you just get these massive well, flashbacks like that. Atreus is a, he's a small child, he asks a lot of questions, yeah. so at any point in time, he sure does. Kratos is, like, referring to experiences he's had. But not in an annoying way, because Atreus is, like, a fucking amazing kid and an amazing <laughs> character. It's awesome. Yeah. Like once he finally realizes that he's like basically a god too. Right. And he starts asking all the questions about being a god. <laughs> um, what else is there? I that's that, that's what I've got so far. From Sony original properties? Yeah. I think a, there's a lot that that's we're what's missing my, out on. I mean, but that's what's in my head. Those are the ones that kind of come to mind first. I'm thinking that there's um there's gotta there's some I mean, there's gotta be a lot. Oh, Horizon. Ooh, yeah, that's a, that's another like, no-brainer now. And there is so much that we don't get to see. I don't even want to follow uh, what's-her-face. I love her. Yeah. Uh, but but give me a different angle of that story where she is a side character and kind of comes in and out of it. Um, give me... I mean, you could do that so well. That would be awesome. Oh, my gosh. that's That screams an HBO Max show. Just like that world building and those giant machines what grand turismo (laughs) (laughs) i'm scrolling through trying to find out all the different things horizon forbidden west i forgot what the name of the next one was oh yeah that's gorilla games i forgot that that's actually gorilla that made that game too now because now i'm thinking about it because the other gorilla properties they've made in the past are um some of the red factions okay and the red faction but those aren't necessarily sony exclusives Mm -hmm. but like um but that's the same company that yes red faction um not armageddon but the one before it red faction gorilla that one is a fucking fantastic game. Really, really solid game. I don't like I said, I don't know if that yeah. necessarily be something that they do, but that's a really, really cool. Um a really cool project. I'm trying to find other ones. Like Media ask. molecule, little big planet. They can make really oh. make a easily make a really cute um, Absolutely. Even if they did that with like HBO did it as like animated shorts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. tell little short stories and different things. That would be with really that. easy as like a like little five minute majigets. I guess they own Marvel Spider-Man. Spyro the Dragon. That's another one. Oh, I don't yeah, know. It, has it had movies before? Resistance. That's another one there too. That would make a really cool. Um, because that's like Resistance. set in Resistance Fall of Man. It's like set in the far future. It's uh it's a first person shooter, and there are this alien race of creatures that are, I think they're from like below ground that come up to the surface and they're trying to take over Earth, essentially. Okay. But the the concept seems really cool, and I think that that would make a really good no-brainer. Um, one that we're completely missing over is more Naughty Dog properties. So we have Uncharted. Yes. Um, that's already being oh, yeah, made into true. a movie now. Yep. Um, but, I mean, also beyond that being made into a movie, we maybe could make like a more of a television series or something mm-hmm. that they kind of reign around other characters or maybe have like a young Nathan Drake Chronicles, kind of like how we had a young Indiana Jones. 
That's a good point. Um, and uh, what about uh, you? Liked that? Um, did, uh, what's it? Oh, I'm I lost it. I had it. Uh, infa- infamous. Infamous. Yeah, that seems like a really I never, easy. I played the first one or two, um, okay. but Second Son's story was so good that roped me in. That was the first. I think it was like the first a launch title for PS4. Yeah, it's that was the like first one that I had it for a PS4. Superhero well. kind of powers, yeah. right? And but it was just, in, with Second Son, his ability was that he didn't have an ability. He had like rogue like abilities where he could he just consume somebody else from spe- or from specific things. So like whenever you got like, like electricity the ne- from like yeah a the power. neon abilities or whatever, you would suck them out of like the yeah. neon lights, or you get smoke um, and fire where you would shoot like big balls of like smoke and rock and shit okay. out of people. That's and right. you would like suck that up or the, you know, like concrete and stuff like that too. Um, so you could just pull it out from anything that would easily make something that'd be really yeah. cool. I could see second son probably more. So I think they would probably do something like doing the first game um, first, because like that infamous property itself in general um, is pretty rich and steeped in like story and lore and how yeah. it kind of comes about. But the second son storyline is like really what kind of wrote me in more. So yeah, I really, really liked it. Seems doable. You want to take a break? I think you're doable. Let's take that break. Hey, Shad. Yeah. Um, I had kind of a personal question for you that okay. I wanted to ask. All right. I hope I, you don't mind. I think I'm ready. Um, do you have anything important coming up mm. that involves uh, maybe like something that's not a podcast, maybe something that's like kind uh, of to deal with music, but it doesn't involve me in any way, shape or form. Maybe it involves like a cousin of mine, but an uncle of yours. But, um, you know, anything like that that you have going on? Um, it's not ringing up. Oh, yes. Okay. You can't get right. Never heard of them. Yes, uh, it's a band that I'm in with Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we play like... You had nine... that EP that came out um, on Spotify and everywhere that's streaming, right? That's right, uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, Light the Fuse. Light the Fuse, absolutely. Love it. Thank you. I kind of forgot the name of it, so I'm glad you remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to it a few times. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're into like 90s uh, like acoustic rock, like in the vein of like MTV Unplugged, mm-hmm. like Nirvana. Like Lit. Pearl Jam. I don't remember Lit doing mm-hmm. an MTV Unplugged. I but don't either. Maybe, uh, you know, uh, Alice in Chains, mm-hmm. that style of thing. Matchbox 20. I don't remember that, but I like Matchbox 20. <laughs> I knew you did. Uh, so we, we Rob could, Thomas. Rob Thomas. Uh, Carlos Santana. And we do originals, as you have heard on mm-hmm. the EP. What was the EP's name again? Light the Fuse. Yeah, thank you. I almost forgot again. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got some dates coming up. we got some dates locally, obviously, uh, around our area. But on May 22nd, we're going to be at J&J Timeout. That's in Heron, Illinois. Ooh. Have you ever been to J&J Timeout? I have not. What time is that show? Uh, that's a 9 to midnight show. Damn, that's yeah. late. We're late, boys. I am up that late <laughs> at work, though. Um, on May 29th. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend. Ooh. We're going to be at Von Jakob Winery and Brewery. That sounds like an outdoor time. That's an Alto Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the weather, we'll see. If it's nice weather, we'll be outside. If it's that not, we'll evening be time or that afternoon. Uh, that would be a 3.30 to 6.30 show. Nice. Yeah, so that's, that's a nice one. Uh, June 6th, we'll be at the Peach Barn. Ooh. Peach Barn's also an Alto Pass. Nice. That uh, is, I think, like three to six, something along those lines. Check the Facebook page for that. That's facebook.com slash can't get right. Wow. Um, and then last but not least, in our little like four-week tour that we're doing, not really a tour, but you know what I'm saying, we'll be at Fuzzy's in Cobden, Illinois uh, on June 12th, and that is a nine to midnight show. That is perfect. Yeah. Thank you for telling me all that. And I'm, I'm glad you shared that with me. I have one more question. Yes. It might be a little bit more personal. Okay. Could you tell me how it be?
Hey everyone, have you ever wanted to have your ad on our show, on the IFNZ podcast? I'm talking to you, Justin. Oh, I didn't. You're my that. everyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could you advertise me, please, on your show? Absolutely. Yeah. You know how much I'm going to charge you? Wow, well, much? Absolutely freaking nothing. Wow. We do our ads for free here on the IFNZ podcast, uh-huh. and we would love to add you to our ads. <laughs> So many ads. We would we will add all over your ads, dude. If you want, we can fucking add anything you want, man. This, let me explain this to you right now. <laughs> I can look at anything and I can do an ad for it right now. This is true. We Test do me. it. Test me. Yeah, uh, let's talk about like uh, just headphones. Headphones. Wearing a set right now. Beautiful black headphones. Yeah. I would buy a headphone for you if I could. It feels nice. But I don't have money. <laughs> Because this, this ad's for free. Yeah, this ad is for free. You don't need money. Mm-hmm. Which is a perfect placement for our new ad. <laughs> for ads. Yeah. So add us. And we'll add you. Adception. Star Wars. In a galaxy far, far away. It's so far away you can't even fucking see it. So you started reading uh, the 2015 run of yeah, Star Wars, which is the when Marvel got the rights back for Star Wars. Little Miss Marvel. This uh, and they decided to do uh, they kicked off, which is, I thought was brilliant, mm-hmm. was, hey, let's let's start by bridging the gap between movies. the original trilogy movies. Yeah. Um, and I read this when it first came out until uh, about issue 20, somewhere in that region. OK, Um so when you said, hey, I'm going to start reading this, I was like, oh, that's cool. I've I've been kind of teetering around. I got through like the first six issues of all of the new ones because I rebooted it in 2020. Yes. For the bridge between Empire and Return. Yeah. And uh, I've got those queued up as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've fallen off of that. It's hard to keep up with it because sure. there's just so many books coming up sometimes. But when you said, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this," and I was like, "I want to read it with you," because I and and let's read read from the beginning. I'll read with you through that. So we we're gonna talk about the first volume of volume one of the Star 2015. Wars. I forget what it's subtitled. Skywalker Strikes. Strikes. I believe. Yes. I think yeah, is the name of right. it. Yep. Um. So let's talk about it. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. So it's uh, Luke Skywalker is there. Han Solo there. Leia there. Baka Chewie. <laughs> Baka Chewie. <laughs> Baka Chewie. Uh, the whole that, game. Was that Howard Stern thing? I don't know. Uh, Baba Booey. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The people used to say, like, because they were like, if you associate with Howard Stern and Howard Stern's show, and you're like, you're trying to get on TV, people used to do it all the time back in the 90s. Where they're like, if somebody was filming something with like news crew or something or doing something, and you're a Howard Stern fan, they would hop up on film and they would go, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern, Baba Booey. They would say that because it was something that somebody on the show said. Oh, so they would do that to kind of like plug Howard Stern for him, and it was just like a big thing back in the nineties for people gotcha. to do. Ours could be Bakachui, 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 IFNZ, Bakachui. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's so us. everybody. If you Bakachui say Bakachui, <laughs> um, so the whole saga starts off with so they're. They're trying to figure out where the next base will be. Yeah. We don't have, we'll have a base yet. yet. Yeah. So exactly. that's kind of the kickstart of it. Yes. Um, and then it goes from there to when is How do they get to the planet where Vader's at? Vader's at. 
that's the smuggler run type thing. They're okay. trying to get there to, is it to secure weapons? We're doing a great job already. Yeah. Fuel? I don't know. It's some there because it's like an empire owned planet. Yeah. And they're there to try. I believe it's, I thought it was weapons. Okay. Like a, a supplement of weapons. I gotcha. And they're down there to try and I believe that. disable it or something. And the, the planet shields, so they could get their weapon supply out on the Falcon. Yes. Cause they have the Falcon parked in like a junkyard. Yes. Or something like that. Like underneath a bunch of trash. So it's disguised. Yes. Cause they flew into the planet underneath some other ships that were coming in mm-hmm. and that way they couldn't be protected by radar right and they come into the planet that way and uh chewie's with them i believe is he yeah i can't remember yeah he's with them for sure because they're they come off of the ship or something is this they come off of the ship and han is talking to the imperial soldier and it's like he's being sent from job of the hut to yes. be there like they're That's giving correct. them goods because the empire's the Death the Star Empire's just exploded. Jabba, yeah. They're dealing with Jabba and other smaller, not small time, I guess big time smugglers and stuff like that, or people that sell goods and yes. stuff like that so they can get um, and supplies Han for the Empire. And Han claims to be an ambassador yeah. to, to the HUD, to Jabba. Yeah. And, and uh, it's they look him up and they're like, no, you're Chewie's, not. Chewie's, Chewie, Chewie must be in the ship at that point in time because he's not there with them. Correct. Because it's Luke and Leia that are they're dressed up as the, what's the name of the bounty hunter with the... The mask on that has like Lando, yeah, kind of like that. They're both dressed up in yeah. that kind of garb, almost like uh, Jabba's palace guard, yeah, in yeah. a way, yeah, like Lando the, was the wearing mask is kind like of the... fixed, yeah. So you can't see the face at all of Leia and Luke until that's unveiled later on, and yes. stuff like that. And they end up knocking out the people, figuring out the information they needed to know, and then it kind of escalates and goes from there. Yeah, um, it's all all alert um, at this point in time. Uh, we know that he is aware that a boy and and that Skywalker, not that he doesn't know the he doesn't name know of the it, name, yeah, Vader but he's, is. Vader's aware that it's a, a boy that's a, a rogue pirate, the pilot that's uh, the one that destroyed the Death Star. Yes. That rumor from the Rebel is kind of spread out and stuff like that. That that's kind of come out from there. Um, he, they even have an exchange at one point in time whenever Vader and Luke meet up, where yeah. he says something to the effect of like, "I've seen you. I saw you kill Ben." Basically, yes. kind of a yeah. thing. Kind of to bring and, them back up. And Vader's like, oh, then you've got this connection to Ben. And he's like, Ben's a hack and not a yeah. good master. And so you must not know much. And Yeah. So Luke at this point in time has the saber and they're fighting. Yes. As well. Yeah. And then and then Vader takes the lightsaber and is like, this looks familiar. Like, yeah. Kind of has that moment even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that whole like the like two issues of like fight sequence. Yeah. That is that whole entire mess on that yeah. planet. Whenever they're trying to escape the planet and Chewie and Leia and Han and three PO are all up in the at at mm-hmm. and they're walking yes. out and shit. And then he basically like kind of disables the at at like takes out almost like one or two of yeah, his legs by the with the saber and yeah. shit like that. He just walks up to it. Like it's not a fucking big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like basically trying to point straight at him and he's just like, and yeah. just takes him out like it's nothing. Yeah, I like <laughs> that you get to see Vader in that vicious like. Yeah, more action of, too because he's yeah. got more. I mean, obviously, what we know from the prequels is we don't have a choreography team that's as proficient as what we have now. Yeah. So our combat and, our pro- and choreography from saber battles that we see in you know uh, Force Awakens and then from then on out is a little bit more sophisticated. Same thing with like the the prequels. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit more sophisticated as opposed to what we had from here. 
Um, not that's bad. It's just you know Vader's really slow. Yeah, the, you don't spend a lot of time good. with Vader, right? Even. Or or in that kind of combat, I mean, your combat's more or less dog fights and laser yes. fights at that point yeah. in time. Not as much, you know, on par with like the other movies yeah. with like lightsaber combat that you would get. Yes. Um. Yeah. The most Vader combat you get really is in Rogue One at the end of it. Like I guess his yeah. Kind of I guess if you sequence, would talk about that, that you, that's where that's where you get. The same kind of Vader that you get in this book, I yeah, think. I would say so, uh, to that extent. I mean, there's that point in time where he, like, force boosts himself up at one point in time in the comic. Yeah. And it's just, like, crazy, like, over-the-top mm-hmm. shit, kind of, that you see him kind of do yeah. a little bit. Which is nice to see that, because you, like, for the people that are movie-only, yeah, they think about, like, they make... Vader like, is menacing, but you think of him almost like he force chokes and he fights a little bit and stuff. You don't think of him as, like... He's this force to be reckoned with when it comes to combat. Well, you also you also look at Ray and her powers in the sequel trilogy and you go, well, they're just making this girl have all these powers that like are unrealistic for Jedi. Yeah. And then also Starkiller. Starkiller? Yeah. From and, like that. Well, I mean, those were like hyper blown out of fucking proportion. And they're too. also like, this guy has all these extra powers. Realistically, though, yeah. the more that they elevate these other people were familiar with then yeah. it kind of levels that playing field and it goes well those guys are all similar in power to the really powerful jedi yeah vader is or anakin is a really powerful jedi star killer yeah. really powerful jedi ray a really powerful jedi yeah they're just better than luke luke isn't a powerful jedi or wasn't at that time no a powerful jedi and no ever was he ever really we there's not a lot of gap in time of i think that's because you even see this in the book too because they can actually they they whenever they see that like they're like he has potential yeah we know that he has potential he could be power more powerful than anakin skywalker clearly because he's got these genes in him that are are latent skywalker genes in the first place but it's like almost every iteration of skywalker as it was gradually going up the pike was just like getting more and more powerful kind of a thing maybe potentially yeah. would have been where you go with it or do you really go with like there's there's a point where you know going into sequel trilogy area ray struggles with the dark side yeah at, at times does more power also make like you... too from like that's I, that could be also be from the family lineage as well too though yeah i guess so um is that is that you know more power doesn't mean better more power means that you've got more potential to be to take that power and do negative things or feel that ego and be like, I'm powerful. Whereas you got a Ben or a Luke who don't maybe show as much power as they actually have or Qui-Gon. It makes me excited too, to know that like now that the high Republic stuff that we've been reading, reading and what we've been talking about is more canonical now with all of this too, because we might have more of a hierarchy to say like, Hey, realistically now that we're like 400 years before and where we're at current date and future, that's all Canon. We could actually kind of say, like, who is a Jedi that's, like, the most powerful kind of a yeah. thing? Who has the, by powerful, I mean, like, the best control of the Force, whether right. it be dark or light. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, is Yoda technically, like, the penultimate master? Was he, like, the best, not just mentor and master and stuff like that, but did he control the Force better than anybody else? Right. Was, I mean, is Luke technically that way? You know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Is that why Yoda was finally eventually, like... Okay, I'll teach this guy because I can. I know who he is and I know what he's capable yeah. of, kind of a thing. And yeah. that's why, like, obviously, a person that's clearly not a Padawan age was able to go through the training and become a Jedi Knight eventually. Yeah, in more traditional means. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess you could to to kind of tack on to those theories is that 
one could say that if you have to show that much force and that much power mm-hmm. like Vader does in this book right. to t- kind of tie it in, then you really aren't a Jedi because yeah. you a Jedi has control. A Jedi doesn't do things just to do things. Right. There has to be purpose and they don't interfere unless they need to. We've learned that from right. Yoda in the in these uh, High Republic stuff yeah. is that they don't interfere unless they have to. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess the cool thing too about this is just I want to I'm I'm excited to see that that he is 100% a force to be reckoned with and more menacing than what some people may think. Oh yeah. Not that I mean we've seen in the prequels in the movies and books and everything like that that Anakin is definitely a force to be reckoned with. He was a hell of a fighter. The whole sequence hell on, of a fighter. I mean the whole sequence on Mustafar between Obi-Wan and Anakin is arguably to me if not the best a saber battle that I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, a- animated, whatever you want to talk about. It, it's sure. fucking amazing. I love that whole sequence of everything that happens there. That last like 22 minute sequence between that battle when they get on the thing and they're over the lava and everything about it is just amazing. Amazing cinematography yeah. and an amazing fight sequence. And that shows you in and of itself that Anakin's capable of doing a lot of shit. Yeah. And now as Vader, he's slowing down because he's needing to learn his body more again and stuff like that to a certain extent. But Part of the, like a lot of people's excuses back in the day prior to having something like this or Rogue One was like, yeah, he's slowed down quite a bit. He's still extremely powerful in the force mm-hmm. to control things and stuff like that. Maybe more so now that he doesn't have his original legs and arms and shit like that. Yeah. But at the same time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's him still learning his body to slow down. But then you're kind of like, oh, no, no, no. He's still just as like fast and strong and shit like that. You just don't really see it as much because it's more political now. Yeah. to you know than he is anything else yeah he's kind of delving out all of the shit and the dealings that palpatine's wanting him to do yeah. and before you know in the prequels it was never about that it was yeah. he was still anakin he was still a knight he was still trying to learn what was going on kind of a thing and then now you're learning like oh he's he's literally like his right hand man he's he's a dictator for the emperor mm-hmm. he's he's dealing out all the shit for him yeah and speaking of that we find out that uh vader has a deal with jabba the hutt mm-hmm uh to uh get the bounty hunters on like he's got he's essentially using the the huts kind of uh tools to say hey can you subcontract out bounty hunters to do some of my bidding mm-hmm. um one of those being boba fett obviously has yeah. has a pretty big storyline throughout this first volume um goes to tatooine uh to figure out who this kid is yeah and so he goes and is trying to figure it out finally find someone who says it's luke skywalker that's that's yeah. who this is and um so we find out i think i like the, the it's really cool this will be like the this will be the first real true iteration of him interacting with these people in the first place and kind of a good tie into empire whenever we see him getting these bounty hunters onto cloud city yeah to actually say you know like hey we're we're here um what is that planet bespin uh yeah cloud city bespin yeah yeah uh-huh. So get on the Bespin and stuff like that. And that's how he has more of an end. And he didn't just put out like a bounty. He might have been able to be like, I'm using Java's network to get these people because I know these people are some of the best bounty hunters. Yeah. You get like Bosk and and uh, who else is that there? Greedo's not there. He's dead. Yeah, Greedo's dead. So you get, uh, and, uh, and, and in Cloud City? Yeah. During, I don't know who's all there. Boba, Bosk. There's two more. Really? I think there's four. Is IG-88 there? Maybe I think there's a there's a droid there for sure. I don't know if it's an IG unit though. I can't remember that scene. That Is well. 88 alive or dead? It, well, I guess He's Shadow's alive. not. Yeah, canonical. I guess no. really. 
which no. sucks because it's Correct. such a cool story. And not I read yet, that, I read that comic not th- the same time that I read this yeah. as well. So it's easy for me to get mixed up with some of these things because that whole comic is also Boba's uh, storyline in the Star in the Shadows uh, Shadow of the Empire is all centered around Boba trying to take frozen carbonite Han Solo to to uh, to Java, which they're doing right now. Yeah. They're doing in uh, in the current run of mm-hmm. there's a it's called battle battle of, a battle of the bounty hunters mm-hmm. a war of the bounty hunters I don't cool. remember is currently going yeah. on like through the next couple of months and it's how fucking crazy balls crazy would it be if they went ahead and just introduced Dash and they was like we're gonna make him canon <laughs> he's a new character he's a character now I think they would at some point I don't think they'll do it in this storyline uh, I love Dash so much he's <laughs> such a cool like shitbag character but then it just turns around to be like a nicer guy yeah. in that comics and like he keeps popping up even though you're just like like i thought you were just in it for the money he was like i am but i mean i was around them i just thought it'd help he's han solo <laughs> yeah, that's all he basically is. he's he's just han solo yeah. his, his ship even looks like the millennium falcon <laughs> oh yeah yeah outriders <laughs> fucking cool though too like, it is it is bizarre to me how much that character is just han solo again yeah. it's just it's weird um so we also find out speaking of han solo that he has a wife does and i love her uh nada. yeah uh nadia nada nada like yeah nada yeah uh i i, I, I really... think that's more delved into the v- second volume because that whole second volume is just correlated yes, with the it is them being on that planet and stuff like that and kind of um going to because i've read the first two now yeah it's kind of all Luke goes to Coruscant, I think. Not Coruscant. It's a, it's a, it's a. Oh, after he leaves Tatooine. After he leaves Tatooine, he goes to this uh, Nadshadi or something like that. Okay. It's the name of the planet. And it's all just smugglers and shitty people. The entire planet is full of it. And that's where you meet Gracchus the Hut. Okay. And that's kind of introducing him and the storyline that he's on there. And that character is really cool too. To actually see Gracchus like, they're talking, there's one point in time in that comic um, where. Don't talk about it yet. I'm sorry. I just it was it's We're gonna hit just, it the next time. <laughs> I just thought about it because there's a point in time where he's like he's like like actually a hut that fights and shit. And I was yeah. just like, you never really think of like a hut just being mm-hmm. such a shitty little thing. And then he's like here and he's like this big strong dude, and you're just like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Um yeah, so there's a there's a lot that happens uh just in this first volume uh, mm-hmm. of everything. And uh Luke gets a journal of uh Ben's the, journal, yeah. The journal of Ben Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get to we'll visit that uh, throughout the series mm-hmm. as it continues. Uh, I think they do standalone issues, if I remember right. Yeah, and those are at the beginning of. Um, it's at least starts at the beginning of volume two. Yeah, you yeah. Get there's the first one iteration of it's yeah. like, like kind of like a pro or a yeah prologue to mm-hmm. everything that ends up unfolding into it. And yeah, it's basically. Ben's journey while he's on Tatooine. You're telling all about volume two. We're going to cover it in a different episode. <laughs> Sorry. You're like, oh yeah, that's Dude, I'm excited about it. Though. <laughs> it's Star Wars and we you like gotta, to talk about Star you gotta Wars. You got to pull the taffy. You got to pull it a little bit. To pull taffy. Pull I never it. worked at a state fair. Pull it. You got to, the next time we talk about Star Wars, then we'll talk about volume two. Maybe we talk about volume two and three because I haven't read three. And then that way I'm not spoiling so much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It'd be easier to do that way. I'll try to get through two volumes before the next time. 
Did you tell me about the the maiden demo that you played so that way I can spoil the rest of the game for you? Okay, so uh, <laughs> so we both played uh, parts. I'm, not, I'm of not very far into it. Resident Evil Village. I've basically gotten to the point where I'm I'm just now past because they had two other demos that were on um, for the live demo feed that went, oh, I see. it goes it, it ended yesterday actually, um, and they had uh, two full demos that you could play through there. And I basically have played through where I'm at beyond that because both of those were pretty close to the beginning of the game. Oh, I see. Yeah. So Maiden, you start out just like in a dungeon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that so is Maiden even any part of it's not part of the game. It's its own standalone thing. Yeah. It's, right? it's it's technically I think you were in uh, Castle Dimitu or Dimitu or however you want to say it. I forget how you say her name. Um, big, tall, breasted vampire lady. Okay. Um, I think you're in her castle and this is set a long time ago kind of a thing. And you're just a character that is trapped in the dungeons yes. of her castle. Yeah. So you're in the bottom of the, you're in the bottom yeah. uh, and you have to find your way out of your little prison cell. Mm-hmm. And I did, I did that part. I was real scared by the way. It's real creepy. Um, I think this is almost kind of uh, people the way they talked about it was like, this is kind of like a PT Whenever PT came out and how that PT was is. playable teasers, what it stood for. Okay. Whenever Kojima was making the, what was supposed to be Silent Hills, which was like the new sequel that was going to have Norman Reedus in it and everything. Oh yeah, um, they made the PT trait like teaser thing that yes. they did for it. That takes a, like maybe twenty thirty minutes to go through and stuff. They had that was kind of like tied to it and like kind of gave away eventually. Like, hey, this is going to be Silent Hill. This is the Konami thing, and then they canceled all of it because Konami and Kojima had their big falling out. Yeah. But I was like, this is kind of like the PT to what would be Resident Evil I Village, see. I think, was kind of where that was what it was led supposed to. to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I was already kind of anxious because it it is it's a, they do a very horror element very well. Yeah. Just the, the noises and mm-hmm. the things you got to do. And you're not equipped with anything mm-hmm. um, and to start. And uh, so I, I kind of worked my way through. I got the idea that it was like a puzzle of things like I'm trying to figure out how to get into this room so that I can, or into this cage or whatever, so that I can get this key so that I can open this door or whatever. Um, but then like bodies start falling. And I realized that there's like, there's bodies just like hanging from the top of the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And some of them are just falling, you know, every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and you originally like, what's that noise? And you got to look around. Um, and so I got through the first little whatever. And then I got to the next room and I turned it off because I felt like I might have a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> you didn't finish it? No, I got like 10 minutes into it. And I couldn't <laughs> handle it anymore. I was like almost having like a panic attack. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> so I got done. How was your experience? <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, so for those of you who have played Resident Evil 7, um, this picks up um, uh, a handful of years later. I think it's actually three years later from the tail ends of the events of Resident Evil 7. Um, the main character, Ethan Winters, that you play as his him and his wife, Mia, you rescued her from yeah. from the uh, the the plantation home in uh, Louisiana, which is where the whole kind of first game takes place from seven. Um, and this is set three years after and you've just had a baby with her. Her name is Rose. Um, and uh, the whole beginning of the game, I don't want to give too much away because it's it's really cool. It's a a huge fucking clusterfuck that happens right at the beginning of the game. And it kind of leads you into all of a sudden you are in Eastern Europe. 
Um, you, you're there to begin with. That's where they moved to. Um, but like it turns into like what you think of Eastern Europe whenever you think of like like uh, Transylvania style villages and shit uh, like that. Okay. It turns into that real quick. Whereas normally whenever you're starting off the game, it's like, oh, they're in Eastern Europe. They live in like, you know, fucking Germany or something mm-hmm. like this. It's just a nice little nice little village and shit like that. And then it turns like that to, hey, we're here now. Um, <laughs> hey, it's nasty. It gets you led to uh, kind of the main characters that will be your um, antagonists of the game. Um, so you, of course, meet Lady Demisieu, um, who is the big, tall, nine-foot-plus uh, vampire lady. Wow. Um, yeah, she's fucking massive. I would have she picks out of there you, immediately. Like, at one point in time in the in the castle, she picks you up like by your throat. And it's like, it takes a minute for you to get up to where <laughs> her head's at because she's so tall. Um, but yeah, you meet her. Um, and then basically, I guess, what would be her brothers and sisters. And then the Mother Miranda, who is the, I guess central character to all of this so she's like your main villain type of a thing um but you meet her i I can't remember the brother's name he's kind of like the werewolfy type creature he carries like a big huge uh mallet on his on his person and he can control metal like magneto style oh because there's a point in time where you first meet him and you're getting ready to open up this door and you turn around he walks into the room and all of these like gears and metal pieces like all kind of start like kind of floating up off the floor and I'm just kind of like, what the fuck? And they kind of like, and like all go to his hammer and he like hits you with it or something like that. It's weird. Huh. Um, one of the other family members is this like weird merman. It's like a disgusting looking merman creature. And then uh, I guess the other, cause the, cause the game is essentially, I guess what's meant to be is broken up into segments. So the castle is just like one huge chapter of the game. And then when we go to like the merman area, it's all going to be like swamp, desolate forests and stuff like that. Um, there's another area that's in this old, uh, I can't remember what they call it. Like it's this huge old mansion. Um, and that's where there's this uh, ghost. Um, it's almost like this ghost puppet doll type thing. Um, that's And she is controlled by this lady that's completely dressed in black. You don't see her face or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like ghost element to it type huh. of thing. And then, of course, you have like the werewolf lichen type uh, creatures and, and people that are all in another element of this whole area and stuff like that. So it's almost like the game is actually massive, but it's broken up into different segments. So you're not going to stay in the castle for very like too terribly long, um, I, I would imagine. Um, so Resident Evil is no longer about zombies. I think it all ties back to it to a certain extent, because if you follow through what I'm imagining, if I was just to guess what we're, where we're going plot wise, mm-hmm. because Resident Evil one through three always, ta- always followed um, the T virus, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So the initial outbreak from umbrella inside the mansion. Yeah. We've talked about that spreading to raccoon virus. city. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then the next virus that goes from four, five and six is all kind of in this area in like Spain and in this kind of Eastern European yeah. area in the first place. This one, whenever you start off in seven, is in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. But this tanker that has landed inside this, outside of this plantation style home down in Louisiana, where the Baker family lives, is all um, kind of centered around this little girl character. Her name is Evelyn. And she has this virus that's inside of her that's kind of like a mold. And that's kind of what this is all pivotal and centered around. Hmm. And what I am to guess with this is that 
that tanker and this character, the Evelyn character is all kind of centered around these families, because I think that mother Miranda basically quote unquote created the kids of hers, which would be the giant tall vampire lady and all these creatures. I think they were all created from this mold. Mm. So I want to say that I think that the mold is basically our new virus stream that we're kind of tied to. And there are hints of umbrella around too. I mean, just like umbrella was very prevalent in four, five and six. Yeah. They, they were the cause of everything from this new strain of virus. It's a mutated version of the, of the T virus. Yeah. Basically. So that's kind of what you were falling through and falling suit with there too, because um, in uh, six, you even kind of go to the remnants of what's left of Raccoon City because the Raccoon City in the end of two, no, the end of the end of three, you find out gets like nuked basically. So there's like bits of buildings and stuff like that left. And I think in six, you actually go back. Oh. Um, I never played through all of six, so I don't know. It wasn't really good at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was one of those games that like it would benefit from somebody playing with you. Because it's very much a good co-op game. Same thing with five, but five was good solo. Six had a lot of elements that were okay, but it did not execute it as well as I would hope. But that being said, I think this is all kind of centered around a new strain. There are hints of little elements of of Umbrella all around that you can kind of see some of the, like the puzzles that I've solved, even in just the castle, putting these stone pieces in, and sometimes in the middle of the the center of the stone piece that's like looks like this old. 18th century something like that you see an umbrella logo that's oh. etched into it and you're just like all right well this is gonna fucking come up at some point yeah and they just not said it they didn't say it at all in seven really yeah. except for the very tail end of it um who ends up saving you at the tail end of resident evil 7 uh ethan and his wife is uh chris redfield from the very first resident evil game mm-hmm. he comes with a crew called blue umbrella they're basically there to like completely obliterate and clean up all of the actual main umbrella groups. So they're kind of like a good umbrella group to try and stop all the other shit that they've done. Gotcha. So I'm assuming that that's all going to kind of tie back into place. Chris is here in this game as well, too. Oh, I see. You've already seen him at the beginning of the game is, and, and they kind of all tied together. So huh. I'm kind of assuming that this mold is meant to be something kind of pretty prevalent. Yeah. I don't know if I, Part of me kind of wonders, and I'm not sure if this is going to kind of come into play, that if we figure out where the origin of this mold came from, maybe the origin of this mold, since it seems like this mold and stuff that's kind of from seven and eight seems older than the actual T-virus. Maybe that mold is what created the T-virus in the first place. Mm. So maybe this is kind of like a big origin story telling it like the we're going to wrap up everything in a nice bow kind of a thing by the time eight and nine come out. Hmm. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. Well, I'm I'm just so glad that you came back to the show. Yeah, uh, I am. Uh, it just in time because next week is our birth anniversary. Yeah, I was thinking about leaving again. Our third, <laughs> our third birth anniversary, and uh, so it would have been weird to uh, to not celebrate that with you. So yeah, I'm glad that you're here maybe, with maybe us. Maybe like I'm trying to think of a good number, like two o two, two o two, two o two. I'll leave again. You're uh, you're tossing it out again. That's the yeah. next one. Maybe two o two. Maybe I'll 202. stick it out for the anniversaries. Because I know we always have cake, and that'll at least last a couple weeks past two hundred. <laughs> That's true. It could, it could, it could do that. Yeah, I feel New Zealand. Bakachu. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>